Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited with our today's guest. Kenya, welcome to the show. Oh, Steve, so happy to be here. What does it feel like to, I mean, we co-authored and this is my third. I don't know. I don't know what chapter you're in as far as the book. How many have you published now? Four times. So that's number one, international best-selling author. And it's great to co-author. And Kenya and I co-authored in a international best-selling book called My Two Cents of Self-Love. I love the book on the airplane going on my cruise to Alaska. I read it on my Kindle and some great stories. Mm. It was, it was incredible. It, it, and, and more than just the stories, the people behind the stories, the network, like yourself that I get to, that we get to um, just be closer and expand this nature of what is self-love what does it look like to get to the part of you where you love it so deeply and so completely that no one would dare to love you less than that you know i like what you just said but a lot of people have problems on how to love themselves And it's difficult unless you start working and addressing on your trauma and your past hurts. It's challenging. And one of the things I want to talk to you about is you have one of these love stories that you and I talked about off mic that I really enjoy that I want to bring to our listeners, especially women. Yes. You know, I do a lot of therapy and counseling, couple counseling, and I do women who come and talk to me as well. But you have a very healthy perspective and your background that comes along with it. Let's kind of start there a little bit about your (laughs) background. Yes, because it doesn't Uh, match at all. I have all the reasons to not have a healthy relationship, (laughs) 100%. And uh, you have this nice accent. Explain to the audience where you come from, what is behind this unique accent? Thank you, Steve. So I am Kenya from Brazil, right? Which is really fun. Kenya, my name is actually from Africa, but I'm from Brazil. I was born and raised in Brazil. I came to America when I was 22. And that zero to 22, so much trauma has happened. Um, I'm going to say that by the grace of God, I really um, stayed 
I anchor myself in the moments of happiness, joy, magic moments, which quite honestly, I didn't know that that's what I was doing mm. in my upbringing. And it really served me to, to know that there's, there's something, there's something beautiful coming. There's something better coming. Um, I, I, I knew intuitively to, um, focus on what was the good of the moment because, and, and, and I say it candidly out of survival, out of completely survival. Um, so let's start from the beginning. My mama married, um, my dad and walk away when, uh, uh, my dad walk away when I was three years old. Oh. So as he walk away, ah, it was actually my first big trauma because I remember my little hands. I was so intuitively, my goodness. I remember my little hands pushing him to the door and saying, you, you have to go, 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 go. And in high sign, and I've done a lot of work over that day that my yeah. little hands pushed him. Because one thing that I coded that day is that my power hurts other people. Mm. And I got to recode that as in my power empowers other people. Because in that moment, what I felt like, I pushed my dad out of the house. And I didn't know that he was never going to come back. And he never did, Steve. And I wonder, you know, in therapy, we talk about from birth to about three to four years of age, when there's a traumatic event that happens, it causes a an attachment issue. Mm -hmm. And here you are saying that you have this false sense belief mm -hmm. that your power hurts people. Mm -hmm. And how long did you carry that guilt with you? It was on and off. It was layers. It's one of those mm. things that you do in therapy. Um, and then, of course, I'm, I'm fast forwarding a lot, you know, a little bit more of my story. But I ended up uh, going to college for music therapy. And I really got to understand psychology and sounds and really the body keep the score. That was my first introduction to all my aches and pains at 19, all my aches and pains, right? Right. 16, 17, 18. And um, my digestive issues. I mean, I can go deep in many different di directions. Uh, what I later on, what I when I got to have a, a, a deeper relationship with my mom, uh, she told me that my dad was sleeping, sleeping with a knife underneath his pillow. So I was oh, like, wow. oh my gosh, so me yeah. pushing him away, I probably saved my mom and us, who knows? So let's backtrack a little bit because I want to paint a picture here. I don't care for how the news taints mm -hmm. pictures they taint it to boost their numbers they lie they stretch the truth or don't tell the truth at all when we think about what's happening with our southern border with the you know hispanic latino uh, countries countries mm -hmm. and, and things what is it in the brazilian culture that for you that America was enticing that you decided to come at age 22? It's beautiful that you asked that question because it wasn't that I decided. My mm. mom was already here, right? Okay. So I'm going to fast forward from 3 to 12, 13. Sure. At that time, my mom 
put me in the boarding school, me and my sister, so that she would go to America. She had gone to a traumatic divorce, right? And that man was was abusive to her, to me, to my sister. And um, when she divorced, when she divorced, she got nothing. Like he cleaned her bank account. He did all the things, right? And I know it sounds like a victim, but I know that there's guidance in every 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 nuance of my story and right. her story as well so she was previously an english teacher to elementary and middle school not not elementary middle school and high school so for her coming to america was a dream and now it was also a need she was mm. she said i will do whatever it takes i just know that as an educator i want to put my daughters through college so she put me and my sister in a boarding school and came to America. I'll come back. And she never did. So once oh, wow. again, I got recoded over and over again, abandonment. Um, now a deeper layer of money takes people that I love away from me. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated, I came to be with her. One of the things I want to point out is that just what you just shared with me and with the audience is it's not just a cultural thing. Mm -mm. It goes across all kinds of human beings. It's just not strictly in Brazil. It happens here in America all the time. And do you think when you come here to America, it's better life than Brazil? And here your dad abandoned you your mom gets remarried, has an abusive relationship, takes off to America for a better opportunity. How did you reunite with her if she never came back? Mm. There was so much that happened between that. Sure. Uh, the conversation was strictly to mail, to mail letters. There right. was no internet. You know, I remember once a week, once every other week, I would wait for her call right at six. PM on Sunday, she would call from America to the school. I'll be sitting and waiting for her call, mm. things like that. And the best way that my mom found to, to, to be love, the love that she knew how to be was to be very controlling, very controlling to make sure that we would be safe and okay. Um, but for me that she going to America I also coded and notice my language because what I became today is somebody that I am so obsessed about frequency, vibration, and how everything, the, all the information really gets coded. And now it's up to me, up to you, up to us to recode it, become aware first. Sure. And knowing that you have that, that ability and that power um, to if you don't know how to seek who knows how to support you and finding that truth for yourself. So this took three years, right? My mother left to America and I am literally begging her. I remember my eyes holding her hand. Please don't leave. We'll stay together. We eat banana and bread if we need to. And she was like, nope, you don't know what you're talking about. What I know is that you're going to need money and you're going to need to further your education as an educator herself education was everything for me as a child i just wanted my mom 
So yeah. I built those walls around my heart. And I didn't know that I was using layers and layers of mask around um, that pain for survival. Not because I didn't want other people to see me, but because I had no idea my worth. I felt worthless. I felt not enough. I felt um, everybody comes to my life and abandon me. Like I became very, my frequency was was such that I was attracting even more that to my life. So when I got to be with my mom, it's actually a really sad story. After three years, I graduate. She's not there, right? Oh. So all the things that I accomplished throughout my, um, you know, I, I released a CD. She wasn't there. When I got to be in the airport here, she also wasn't there. After three years, she wasn't waiting for me. And I know it sounds like nothing, but I literally wanted to take the same airplane back to Brazil. But she, she was, was giving you hope. And then well, hope didn't show. She she sent a friend. Oh. My mama was so unaware of all the things that we're talking about. It's not that she didn't like me or she didn't miss me. She was at work. It was inconvenient. I was like, could you shift your work after three years without seeing your daughter? There's there's two things I want to bring out. Is number one, let's let's help the audience when you say code, mm -hmm. let's help them um define what that means when you use the word code. Mm -hmm. You and I know what that means, but for the people who don't have the psychology lingo and things of that nature, help us to understand when you say I coded and and did these certain things. Flush that out for us a little bit. Okay. Um, all I know to do and to be is to go deep, Steve. So audience, sure. beautiful people, listen. Codes are information. That's what it is. Right. So throughout all our lives, in, in our DNA, so it's even before our lives, we got passed down codes patterns, energetic behavior through known and unknown information. Now notice that I can actually come back to my story, to the chapters that I have been and point it out. Oh, that's what happened at two. That's mm -hmm. what happened at three. But both those are the things I remember. There's so much more that got coded that I have no idea. Right. Right. And it's okay because in God's divine light, those places get uh, to be seen when you're ready to see, right? We're not doing trauma hunting here, right? But when I am 40 years old and I feel like my life is falling apart and I am here talking to my three kids and I'm homeschooling and I'm doing all the things, I'm like, oh my gosh, I coded that to be a good mom, you have to be with your child all the time because my mother was not there for me. Now my kids did not want me to be with them all the time. Right. They were probably sick of me, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. So I'm here homeschooling all of them. So that code, that information, that trauma create a response on me that out of my wounds I was being, which means I was not being my true self. I had no idea what was Kenya's true self. I was in reaction. 
I like how you explained because that leads into the other question. You're a mother. I'm a dad. And when I went through a divorce, I tried to explain to my ex that, look, the kids need both of us. That's right. But she wouldn't have it and did everything in her power to separate me and my children. And it got to a point to where I had to go to Plano, Texas for some training. And I asked for her to switch and she said, no, either you use it or lose it. And I'm like, look, this is not enough time for me and my children. This is not about you and me. This is about the children. So I get this email. I'm sorry to tell you, your kids were so disappointed because I packed their bags and they waited for you and you didn't show. After knowing I was going to be in Texas for training. So I know there's things that are coded that cause people to hurt people, hurt people. 100%. And then I think, here's your mom leaving you, coming to America. You finally come of age, come to America, and mom is not there. And now you're a mom, and you're trying to do the best to be the best mom. What do you think was behind your mom? Did she ever explain to you the reasons why she wasn't there? Yeah, she did. What was her reason? She was at work. So work was more important than you. Yeah, at that moment. Now, she, she would not say it work was more important than me. That's clearly yeah. how I received. Sure. Like my mama, could you have shifted? I mean, she had a huge, she had built at that time a book of hundreds of houses to clean. And she really was doing well for herself. She was she had so many helpers and all the things. And I'm like, could you have given to the helpers to do it? Or, but that was my awareness. Right. So yeah, I was sad. I was feeling rejected. I was feeling other things, but that was also my frequency. That's what I want an audience to really get it. I was recreating the abundant, uh, the, the abundance, the abandon. <laughs> I was not in abundance yet, but I was about <laughs> to wait. I was recreating the abandonment, re rejection, because it was still the predominant force in my life. I had, I had, I had accepted the suit of victim, mm -hmm. not knowingly, and so did my mom. And as a matter of fact, I say that with love. I cover all this conversation with the love and the Holy Spirit because I really mean well. She's still in victim. Mm. She's still in victim, so much so that she left America about a year and a half ago to Brazil. She's in the middle of nowhere and, you know, growing her own food and doing all the things. And she's, that's what she wanted. And I remember hugging her and have my three kids, her grandkids hugging her. Right. Mom, don't go. Stay here. You're elder. Why are you going to be in the middle of nowhere? And she's like, no, that's what I got to do. And Jesus is coming. She's very religious. 
And that's what she failed to do. And I noticed that she's running the pattern. I'm not. Right. But she's still in that code of she is, she is, I'm lonely. Nobody cares. Those are her codes. I do everything for, and I made sure to, to use the words that she has used before. It's like, you do not need to sacrifice anything for me because I heard that sentence hundreds of times. I sacrificed everything for you. Da, da, da. And I'm like, don't need you right. to sacrifice anything. What do you want? How do you want to live? Every day is still another day for you to be, to create, to feel, to connect, to transcend to a level that what what is your heart pulling you towards? And her vision is so cluttered. And I really want to speak to someone today that that just heard me saying that and feel like I have no idea what I want. Okay, but at least to notice that your vision is cluttered. Mm-hmm. When you notice, when you can separate yourself enough to become the observer of your own life, to just see, huh, am I running patterns? codes from other people from pop culture or am i on my own alignment and my own will me and god is my channel clean or it's noise 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 what is it you know you bring a good point something that needs to be flushed out more is that a lot of times when we get knowledge it brings and produces guilt and shame because why didn't I see this in the past? Why did I act the way I did in the past? And you talk about this code of other people and the noise and things of that nature. We get about four or five minutes left. And one of the things I want to bring out is helping women to understand Here you are, you go through this journey. How did you come to the arrival that you need healing? As soon as I held my child. Mm. I remember prior to hold my child, I want to divorce my husband. It was year two of our marriage. I was ready to leave him. And once again, that was not my pattern. That was not my code. Right. When I noticed that I was being the, the pattern, I was like, no, what am I doing? I I do want to build a relationship, but I never I don't know how to deal with a male. I mm. Steve, if you ask me who was your predominant masculine figure in your life, I'm gonna say God. I didn't have one. I didn't have a brother, an uncle, a, a dad closer. Now, d- did I have teachers? Yes. Do I you know what I'm saying? But I didn't have like the the visual, the the model of what is a health relationship? What does it look like? How do you be? All I heard was man is blank. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I really want to have a man to share my load, but right. to have them, I need to go through all this blank. There was so many codes that I wanted and I didn't want it. Like, how, how do you create that? But I made a decision. I remember as soon as I knew that I was getting married, I made a decision out of my pure heart with God. Because God has been with me my entire life. That that was the one consistent thing. 
God. You know, I, I want to flush that out too, because for a lot of people, they blame God because of what has happened to them. You know, I remember talking to one person who is an atheist that said, if there's really a God, he wouldn't allow me to be molested. Yeah. And a lot of times our visions of God is skewed. And here you have every excuse to not have a relationship with God or even believe in God. What was it that helped you to look at where you are and say, I need this in my life? From zero to 27, I was I got married at 27. Mm. All I knew was God. As a singer, I would only sing in church. And I write songs about God. And it was all about me and God. And yes, it was a lot of indoctrination. And a, a lot of the indoctrination, I, I no longer have it in my body. Because it was not true. But intuitively, I knew that God creator source, the creator of all things, was with me at all times. That was actually the, the biggest lie of religion that you can be separated from God, that he's right. not there. Hey, if you step in here, he leaves you. If you step in there, how so? I'm a mama now. Back to your question. I'm holding my baby right here, and he's a spit image of my husband. Steve, I had so many rules <laughs> about how to love my husband because I didn't know how to love him. But as soon as I saw this baby, he could do no wrong. He would do the projectile vomit. He would poop everywhere. He would, it was so much love. I could not love him. And I wanted to be great for him. Right. It was, it was the reflection of how it was the seed of to be great for him. You need to be great for you. To be enough for him. You need to be enough for you. It was just a seed. It, it would take still, he's 13 now. It would take a few years for really to get into healing and the energetics and the coding and the recoding to transcend, right? Which is what I'm doing right now. All about um, taking people like me to have the vision, to unclutter the vision and really get to from vision to incubation to be that person that you want to be because out of will, intention, and self-love only. Not the reflection of other people on you, but the, right. the way that you impact other people out of desire, love, unconditional love, God's grace, all the things. Because no, you're not a victim. I am not. A, I'm not going to sit here and look at the past crying over abandonment and rejections. I, I, it's crystal clear that was better. And I, for any women, any man, anyone that is ready to see that, they are going to find, they're, they're going to find their own stories in the same point. Okay. We will coincide at the point of self-responsibility, self-love, self-determination. What a remarkable story. And I hate to end it 
because it's like a cliffhanger. We want more. You're you're such enticing uh, voice that we want to hear more. And yes, we're going to have you back on the show uh, next week. And we will flush out a little bit more about how do we get to this arrival? What is it that you're doing now? And so, Kenya, thank you so much for joining us this week. Until next time, guys, be blessed and have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.